What is going on? Welcome to the Home and Body Improvement Show. I don't need an intro because I already know what my topics are. My topics today, we're going to talk about routers. But the reason we're going to do that is because I tried to build some file boxes. Don't worry, I'm going to get into it. And then secondly, we're going to talk about that documentary, Unwell, that's on Netflix. No Ross today. Why? I don't know. You, 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 you would think that when you have a weekly you know, podcast and you're the co-host of it, that if two weeks go by and you're not on it, that there's something wrong. But, you know, maybe there is something wrong. You know, I, I just be honest, I haven't talked to him in almost two weeks. So uh, that's the reason for that. And the reason that I'm doing this on a Thursday and not a Monday going into Tuesday is because I forgot I had a great weekend. I hope you did, too. But my weekend was up in the North Woods initially. And then on Monday, I went to a golf outing. So trying to be active. The North Woods in Wisconsin, if you're not familiar, it was great because the guy I stayed with, he paid someone to spray like this bug spray stuff, and the bugs did not eat me alive this year. Last year, they totally ate me alive. In, in fact, it is the like death of any good like camping trip. It's just like mosquitoes galore, and it literally can ruin. The only place I got them was on my feet, and believe me, they itched. It's like right on my knees and on my feet, and the night that I came home, I was scratching them like crazy. I think there's a good remedy for that at home. I think I heard vinegar, but I, I didn't try any of it. I just muscled through it because I'm a I'm an animal of sorts. So I don't I don't worry about that kind of thing. I just you know, it's the same reason that I try to not go to the bathroom for hours and hours on end. It's just because I enjoy the pain. You know, this is a way to gauge my toughness. And part of that, too, is getting bitten up by mosquitoes and seeing how long I can go without scratching them. That's not true at all. I scratch the hell out of them. Uh, I wish I would have put something on it. I wish I would have. You know, the thing was, it was deceiving. He's like, oh, I sprayed for bugs. And I went out there. I didn't feel any bugs. And I really didn't feel the bugs until I got home. The bug bites, I should say. So regardless of where you're at, if you're in the North Woods, if you're in the deep woods, regardless, you should always put something on. I've always been a fan of off. Some people say cutter. But um, it has a distinctive smell to it. Kind of reminds me of the summertime. Kind of reminds me of being alive. So... I was up in the North Woods enjoying the hell out of myself. I went water skiing, kind of. I was up for like 20 seconds, and then I gave it two other shots, and my first run was my longest. So that's the second year in a row I've tried it. First year I got up, fell right down. Second year I got up, lasted for about 20 seconds. Third year, going for the full 30. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things that like all you have to do is get over the hump, and eventually I'll be you know, working for the Wisconsin Dells, man. I'll be you know, two, three four people on my shoulders going down, entertaining a bunch of Americans who really support their country and let everyone know it by wearing American flag shorts and American flag bandanas with gigantic sunglasses, you know, and station wagons and nothing says America like a cheeseburger at the Wisconsin Dells and just cheese all the way around because that's what Wisconsin's known for. What the hell am I talking about? I don't know. I have no idea. I, uh, we grilled. It was fantastic. Went for a long bike ride on Sunday, Saturday, got in a good workout, did some power cleans, did some kettlebells. It was just a good weekend. So I came back from that weekend and then the next day I went golfing. It was a golf outing for my high school, Mount Carmel. They do it every year. The Frank Kishka Memorial Outing. I actually knew the guy that they did the memorial for. So Frank Kishka was a wonderful man. He was very instrumental in my childhood and my whole high school experience. And I've talked to a number of guys who went to the same high school as me. We all like Frank Kishka. So they have an outing. They have a golf outing at Cog Hill every year for, I, for him. This is the third year I've done it. And um, it's always been a good time. 
So I forgot. I came back from the golf outing. I was like, mm, that was a long day. I wouldn't mind getting something and going to sleep. And that's exactly what I did. I forgot to do the podcast. Didn't even call Ross. You think he would have called me, but he didn't. And so now we're doing an, I'm doing it on a Thursday, I'm trying to get this podcast together so I can put out the newsletter. Boy, it's a busy day in the world of Coach Potts. So let's get to our quote unquote topics, um, the, the home improvement portion of this show. As you know, or should know, I'm building a gym in River Forest. So it's not really a gym per se. You know, there is no front entrance. There's no showers. There's no anything. It's a garage. So I guess it's a garage gym. So I guess it's a, it is a gym. Don't listen to me. I'm a moron. So it's a garage gym and literally two car garage, 20 by 17 with 13 foot ceilings. I'm trying to find a way to maximize every single inch of the place. And one of the things I'm also doing is I'm trying to do as much DIY stuff as I possibly can. I mean, you can. So for those of you who don't know gym stuff, I know this is the, the home improvement portion of it, but uh, the gyms, you know, they typically, it's like buying liquor, right? Like you could buy liquor at a liquor store, or if you're a vendor, you have to buy it from a liquor distributor, otherwise you'll lose your liquor license. I think it's the same thing in the world of gyms. So if you're charging people membership, there's only certain places that you can buy equipment from, which is considered gym, commercial gym equipment. It's to a higher, um, it's a higher, um, I don't know how you want to say it, just a higher quality, you know, usually thicker, bigger, heavier, because uh, it's meant for, you know, hundreds and thousands of people to use it over five to 10 years, although the gym industry pretty much flips every five years. So if you're still using equipment from 10 years ago, um, you are antiquated or you work at Curves, um, which is still kind of antiquated. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter. The point is, that you get a commercial grade, that's always good stuff, but you can't really find it on an open market. And if you do find it, it's usually really expensive or it's secondhand or it's that 10 year mark where they've already sold it and they're trying to just kind of get rid of it before they scrap it. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that in a garage gym, zero commercial equipment, there's no point for any of it. And a lot of the equipment you do use is, you know, anything you could pretty much hang on a wall. So like, you know, barbells, uh, kettlebells, uh, things that go on shelves, things that kind of don't take up a lot of space because you don't have space for the uh, the machines. One thing that do take up space and are way more expensive than you would imagine are boxes. They're called plyo, plyo boxes, you know, plyo, short for plyometrics. Uh, you know, just jump boxes, however you want to call it. A, a typical good box will cost at least $125. And that's from Rogue. Uh, they usually have high quality equipment that, um, you know, it's worth paying for. You can find cheaper some places, but... We're talking about a box here, right, folks? So a 30 by 24 by 20 box is usually about $125. You can spend more, you can spend less, but usually that's about the ballpark figure. And I'm not about to pay that. So I'm looking specifically for the area I have. I want three boxes, 30 by 24 by um, 20, a 24 by 20 by 16, and a 20 by 16 by 12 for like step ups and uh, you know box squats, stuff like that. So I do want these three specific sizes. Um, I could order them from like Rogue, but I don't know if they would have those specific sizes. I found some guy on Craigslist who would make them, but he wanted 250 for the three boxes. And I was like, eh, I'm not paying it. I don't have that kind of money. I mean, I probably could, but I'd rather spend it somewhere else. So $35 sheet of wood, four foot by eight foot. Um, I had them cut it up at Home Depot. They didn't even charge me for the cuts. I made, I didn't, I got a little bit more specific. I made a 28 by 24 by 20, but that's neither here nor there. I made my first plyo box ever. And it's coming together. It's safe to jump on. It doesn't look absolutely perfect, but that's what I want to talk about today is the one tool that I do need is a router. 
And a router is usually good for very, um, it's for, well, for rounding edges or making specific cuts on edges. It's for cutting down the middle of the wood if you want to make a slot. Like, have you ever seen a drawer? Uh, they have like that, like kind of like that ridge right in the middle of it, and that's where the rail goes. That's what a router's for. Now, my personal experience with it, I've never, I've used one, it was in seventh grade wood shop, so that's about the last time I've ever used one. Uh, I know they're good for rounding edges, which is what you want for a plyo box, is if you've ever bitten it on a plyo box, uh, it's a great way to, to skin your knees from ankles to kneecaps and uh, possibly need stitches. Those sharp edges are no bueno. So I'm trying to take the edge off these boxes. I tell everybody the plyo boxes that I've had in my old gym were the most dangerous piece of equipment we owned. And I'm trying to uh, just, and the, the handles, like to make a good looking handle, you need a router. So I'm loyal to my brand Ryobi, why? Because of the batteries. Uh, Ryobi, I don't use the, um, like my power tools that often enough to need like, you know, DeWalt or Milwaukee or one of those have a really good brands. So I'm fine with Ryobi. And um, once you buy those types of equipment, the batteries are interchangeable, so you try to be, be brand loyal. So I'm looking for a router now. A good router, at least the router I need is about 70 bucks, which is pretty cheap on the router scale. And I can finish off these boxes. I think I might even put a coat of primer on it just to kind of make it like, give it a little bit of texture so it doesn't have that, that, like, that wood flaky, that bright yellow, if you know what I'm talking about, on wood. You know, if you want to take that kind of, just take the tone down just a little bit and make it like, um, it's not quite like basketball court feel to it that has that sticky, although that is like the nice texture, but a nice primer kind of locks everything in, makes it easier to clean too. So if you ever had like, you know, a countertop that was unfinished, um, you know, you sand it down, you put the primer on and you're good. And if anything spills on it, you should be able to wipe it off. Same thing with the boxes, you know, when you have the dirty shoes and you're jumping on it, you know, if you don't prime it first, then the boxes stay, you know, dirty. And who wants a dirty box? Not me. Although it really shouldn't matter because it is a garage gym at the end of the day. Um, so I'm going to purchase my first router. I already did a time-lapse video of me assembling the box, which is essentially after they cut it at Home Depot, it's just a bunch of screws and then something in the middle to kind of make sure it doesn't collapse on itself. And uh, after that, I'm going to jump on it a lot until my legs are sexy and people compliment me and ask me why I don't wear shorts all year round. That's the goal. That's what plyo boxes do, man. They give you sexy legs, buns of steel, explosive plyo power, kapow! Uh, they don't, but they're a great, um, you can use them for a lot of things, step ups in particular, and uh, obviously box jumps, which is a challenging exercise. Um, I found at my age, man, I, I don't mind jumping up, but I'm not jumping down. It's not worth it. Even when I do box jumps, I don't care if I'm doing 50 in a row. I don't care if I was going against the most competitive guy in the world and I thought I could save a half a second every jump. It's not worth it anymore, folks. Step down off your plyo jumps. Uh, you don't need to jump down. It's a great way to blow out your Achilles and then you'll be in a boot and everyone will make fun of you because um, those boots, no matter how cool you try to make them look, they don't look cool. They never will. So avoid the boot, step down from your box jumps, and that's all I got to say about that. Buy a router, and I'm gonna uh, talk a little bit more about using it probably when uh, Ross is back. And make your own stuff if you can, you know? I found the plans on the internet. It showed me I needed uh, six pieces of wood, you know, three of um, three different, or two of each of three different shapes, and there's a bunch of screws, you know, it was $35 in wood for a $125 box. And so even at the end of the day, when I build these three boxes, like I could have got some guy on Craigslist to do it for me for what, $225, $250. I said I wasn't gonna pay him over. I, I actually did go back and forth. We bartered and uh, he he wouldn't go over, I wouldn't go over 
220, I think. And he's like, well, 245. And I'm like, yeah, forget it. I'll do it myself. So at the end of the day, I'm going to have probably $70 of wood and hopefully a $70 router, $160, you know, three boxes, get exactly what I want, put a little bit of uh, elbow grease into it, you know, sanding it down, making it look good. Those are my boxes. Probably, I'll probably put like some sort of spray paint on it to, you know, make it mine for sure. But um, at the end of the day, they're mine and I love them. DIY, home gyms, using a router. Let's move on. So I saw a documentary on on, um, on Netflix called Unwell, or it's actually well with un in parentheses. So I don't know if you pronounce the un. I'm going to go ahead and say it because a documentary named Well just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's called Unwell, and it's mostly, I wouldn't say exposing a multi-bazillion dollar industry. Um, it took six different industries. I'm actually going to look that up right now. Um, it took up, one of them I know was, you know, therapy through bee stings. One of them was uh, breast milk for bodybuilders. Uh, I didn't watch either one of those. I'm not going to. Um, one of them was, uh, the one I did watch was about fasting. And it literally was people who fasted on nothing but water for 30 days, which I thought very interesting because I want to get into that because I've done something, ah, I would say almost similar uh, since then. And um, the one, I, the other one that I really enjoyed was, oh, it's not coming to me, but it will. And um, oh, it was about the herbal, um, the oils, the essential oils, you know. Um, it was not a biased view at all. It was very unbiased. It, it showed both sides of, uh, everyone they interviewed, they showed both sides of whether it was good or bad for the two that I watched. I watched the one on fasting and I watched the one on the oils. Uh, I'm probably not going to watch the other ones, right? Don't care. So... Uh, one is on hallucinogens. Uh, the other one is about, um, we talked about bee venom, oh, tantric sex. Eh, maybe I will watch that one. We'll see. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the two that I did watch, the extreme fasting. Now, this was, it was either 28 or 30 day fast, but nothing but water. And the argument is, I should, well, argument, you know, the point of view is that your body has an inability to repair itself no matter what the problems are. And I do believe in that. And I believe in that's why this whole intermittent fasting fad, because I think it's a fad. I don't think people talk about intermittent fasting for 20 years from now. They will, but it'll be, you know, below the surface and whatever will be on the surface will be the latest fad of that day. But your body does repair itself. That does make sense. Uh, and you do have to give it the chance to do that. So if you have food in your belly and it's digesting, you know, you can't optimally, you know, repair tissue and regenerate cells and do whatever it is that your body needs to do. Now, water fasting, I think of anything else, it's probably just as much, you know, therapy on your mind as it is your body. So if you're doing it with the intention of repairing your body, I think if nothing else, you could do a water fast and say that, hey, man, I, you know, I don't need this cheeseburger. In fact, there's one point in my life I went 28, 30, whatever days with just water. I know I can get through this meal without having something to eat. So that's huge, right? So coming off of that and being able to say you did it, it's just like we're on a marathon. Does anybody, does any human being really need to run 26.2 miles? Probably not. But the fact that you said that you've, you've done it, you know, kind of makes going for a five mile run not seem so bad, right? So there is the mental side of it, which I think is, you know, cool. I think we do need to push our limits to find out what our limits are. You'll see if you watch the documentary that some of the people who promote fasting obviously practice what they preach and they don't particularly look extremely healthy. Now, you have to kind of look at the definition of what healthy is, right? Uh, carrying around, you know, five to 10 to 15% body fat 
There's it, those are three very different uh, looks. And just because someone is 15% body fat, I'm talking about males. Usually, anything under 20 for uh, 20% for females is considered to be low. Uh, anything you know under 10 or 8 or so for men is considered to be low. Uh, you're in that. I don't want to get too specific because uh, we're not here to talk about body fat, but um, it's. You'll see when people are dying and they really aren't eating much or their body isn't metabolizing the food or whatever it is, you know, that they start to look gaunt, you know, just just utterly thin. And all the people that promoted fasting look very, very thin. All the people that were fasting, there was these clinics where you'd go to and some had doctors, some didn't, some, you know, they would just sit around and talk and drink water and that's all they did. And after a while, your body doesn't just burn fat, it burns muscle tissue and you start to look like you're fasting. That to me is past the point of health. Now, I'm not saying that you need, you know, 10, 20, 30 percent body fat or whatever number you want on your body in order to look well. But I will say that, like some body fat, having a little bit too much body fat is probably better than having not enough. Uh, you can carry around that additional 10 to 15 pounds of fat that you don't need. And it probably would be better for you over the long term than, you know, having being 10 to 15 pounds underweight. Um, I say that because in daily life, there's things you need to do and your body's going to eventually need a fuel source. So should you go, you know, through life with being 10 to 15 pounds overweight, that's not necessarily a bad thing um, because you can always burn that, you know, weight at some point. If you're trying to put 10 to 15 pounds on, it's a little bit more challenging um, and your body doesn't really know what to do with it. And then in terms of like, you know, being able to perform physical activity. There's a reason that like, you know, football players don't look like bodybuilders because they have a little bit extra body fat because for physical activity, it's actually a good thing. So from a physical activity standpoint, which I'm I'm from the school of thought that you should be working out every day. You should be, you know, doing something physical every single day. I don't think you're going to be doing stuff physical when you're on a 28 day or 30 day water fast. Uh, I don't think you're going to be doing overly physical things if you know you're 10 to 15 pounds underweight and you can't muster the energy to do that type of stuff. You know, you might be good at walking and gardening, and um, I don't know, no more than anything that's like mild cardio, meaning like pff, who knows, you know, no more than 60% of your you know max cardio heart rate. But the point I'm trying to make is some of these people didn't look very well, even though that's what they're preaching is wellness, right? So it definitely is an extreme form. I, I did two, no, I did three 30-day juice fasts, not just water, definitely use juice. Um, made it more pleasurable. I look, forward, I look forward to having those drinks. I wonder if you actually look forward to having water if you're on a water fast. I'm guessing you get to drink as much water as you want, but nonetheless, the documentaries themselves are very good. They did a really good job with it. Netflix usually does. And, you know, you can definitely see if anything's made in the last two or three years, it's worth watching. Anything in like over five years, you can see there's a pretty stark contrast to the way they made those documentaries. Um, I love the fact that there are documentaries about health now. There's even one called What the Health. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, Food Matters was a big one. Um, Knives Over Forks. Uh, was another one. All these health documentaries kind of exposing the food industries. I think they're awesome. If, at the end of the day, they're good movies. And um, you shouldn't put too much stock in a movie. I don't care if it is documentary because even a documentary, the, whoever's making the movie, doing the editing, is trying to make a good movie that you can watch. You know, that's why they're not like 10 hours long because no one would watch it. And they're not 20 minutes long because you can't really get, you know, a good argument put together in 20 minutes. So these documentaries are close to an hour, I believe. Uh, the second one was about the herbal. Why do I keep saying herbal? It's essential oils. 
Um, I had a cousin that's really into that. Uh, I know a couple of buddies' wives are really into it. Why? Be, and they talk about that side of it too. Uh, they kind of target housewives. They target, they target people who want to work from home to sell these oils. Is there some benefit to the oils? Some of it may just be a placebo, but the placebo effect is real. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I'm sure they smell great. You know, but when you're talking about curing ailments, that's when you cross over into like the medical world and they don't have very much medical literature to back up um, what these oils claim to be able to fix. So that part of it, you know, that's the part where it's just like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, if you're selling these things and you're saying, I like them, you might like them too. And people buy them, they enjoy them. That's fine. But the people who make a, there's only a handful that are making a really good living off of it. Uh, the rest of them are falling. It's that whole, I'm not as familiar with Amway, but the whole, you know, Tupperware and uh, what other industry they sell. It's essentially like selling door to door, having these parties where you try to sell to your friends, pyramid schemes, right? Um, you know, that's, it's sad that that industry is essentially based on that um a lot of makeup is like that too man i see these women trying to sell all this makeup on facebook and stuff and talking about how clear their skin is and you need to buy this product and oh it's 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 cool but it's also kind of sad in a way it's just like can't you just well i don't know it doesn't matter what they put up i'm probably going to complain about it anyway you know <laughs> my baby just pooped isn't that crazy you know it's like oh god why are you putting the baby pictures i'm sick of seeing it what why are you selling essential oil i'm sick of seeing i guess i just have a bad attitude when it comes to what people put on facebook maybe i'm the problem here you know what i'm probably the problem but the point is um i i don't use essential oils um i know people who swear by them. my cousin in particular she loves them uh i doubt she's making any money selling them uh makes her happy god bless her so from that standpoint, I don't have any issues with it. Um, I do have issues with people who are claiming to fix ailments uh, by these essential oils alone. Um, the way they followed this lady who had an autistic child who was really at her back against the wall. She's tried all different types of medicines and therapies and stuff like that. And, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say last ditch effort because I'm sure there's, this lady would probably, you, you just, if you saw the documentary, you would think this lady was a saint because she literally, you know, she has a positive spirit. Her child is autistic. I don't know how it works on the spectrum, but, you know, not audible. You know, she, she's the first one that says that, you know, the kid has trouble using the bathroom. And if she uses the bathroom, okay that day it's a good day you know and she's very positive and she's trying to explore any avenue she can to help her child you know she tried you know they didn't follow her for you know you know years and years and years but they followed her for i think you know they followed up with her in a couple months she went to this you know essential oil lady who was claiming that that it would definitely have a positive impact on her child she used the um essential oils the kids seemed to like the oils you know, she uses them more often. She's getting some sort of response. They're not claiming any kind of miracle cure, but she's saying, hey, I use them. My kid likes them. I like them. You know, there you go. And stuff like that. It's like, OK, cool. I can't argue with that. But, you know, when they're saying, hey, you got cancer, try this oil. It'll fix your cancer. That's when it's just like, OK, you're crossing the line. I can't do that as a nutritionist either. That's crossing the line into what registered dietitians do. So I can't even, I can't claim to be a, a uh, dietitian. I can claim to be a nutri uh, nutritionist. That's all my certification allows me to do. And even that line can get crazy. Uh, and the fact that I, I, what I can say is, hey, eat healthy and these are healthy foods. And if you eat healthy, you'll probably feel better. That's about the extent of what I can do in terms of food. If someone says, I got diabetes, which I eat, that's when I have to refer them to a uh, dietitian. 
If someone says, um, I feel tired and I want food that's going to make me feel better, I can point them in the right directions. I can say, hey, you might want to, you know, eat more carbohydrates. And these are examples of carbohydrates. But I can't say, here's a meal plan. This will fix, you know, whatever, you know, depression or whatever you're going through. That's what food is therapy. And this is how you fix whatever it is you're going through. I can't do that. I cannot just say, you know, eat healthier. Because I'll be honest, most of the people who are suffering from this stuff just don't eat healthy in the first place. So there you go. There you go, folks. That's another episode in the books. Um, watch the documentary Unwell. It's a six part. I think it's six parts. Uh, I only watched two of them. I might watch another one or two. I'm not watching one on breast milk, though, all right? It just kind of creeps me out that there's like grown men who think, whether it doesn't, doesn't, I don't care, but they drink breast milk because they think they're going to help them with their bodybuilding. And, you know, the opening scene is like this lady, like, yeah, you know, I suction a boob milk out and I freeze it and, uh, People buy it from me, and that's how I make a living. It's good stuff. And I'm like, gross. I just don't, uh, I don't know, man. You know, teach their own. I'm not going to sit here and judge, but I am going to say uh, it's not for me. In fact, it's so not for me, I'm not even going to watch the video on it. And bee therapy, I don't really care too much about. I might watch the one on hallucinogens. That sounds interesting. And tantric sex, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, maybe. But uh, right now, I'm actually plowing my way through. What was I watching? I just got done with Cold Case Files. I don't know, the, the Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, it turned me on, to, well, I'm a kind of a, this true crime junkie regardless. I mean, I'm the guy that stays home on Friday night and watches Dateline. But, you know, I'm kind of working my way back through uh, some of these uh, ones on Netflix and Cold Case Files was, I think they kind of redid some of these episodes. They seem, they just seem newer, but nonetheless, I watched uh, most of those and uh, I don't know what I'm watching now. It's kind of sad when I'm sitting here thinking about what I'm gonna be watching for Netflix tonight. I need a job. Is anybody hiring? I'm kind of a nutritionist. I know some stuff about health. Hey, I'm in pretty good shape. I could help build a box at your place or help you load up some grocery. I'm good at carrying things. If you're hiring, let me know. Anyway, that's the end of this podcast. Hopefully, Ross will be back. I wonder how long I could go without Ross calling me. Does he not care about this show? Ross, where are you, man? Ugh. Episode 19 in the books, Home and Body Improvement Show. If you haven't yet, go to coachpot.com, sign up for the newsletter. That's how I get out all my information, including the latest podcasts and uh, teaching another, um, I should I say teaching, but coaching, instructing. I'm doing some fitness instructing this Saturday in the park, 930, 24th and Dearborn. If you're in the Chicagoland area, completely free to all my coachpots.com, Home and Body Improvement Show listeners. Uh, it's free to everyone, but um, just show up. I'll be there 24th and Dearborn. Do one more uh, yoga next session. The yoga class has been small, but they've been cool, man. We've gotten like, you know, anywhere between two to four people a class. And uh, I like teaching yoga. I need to do it more. So you keep me honest. I'll keep you honest. That's how this whole life and fitness works. And uh, I'll let you know how it goes with the router. Take it easy, folks. Home and Body Improvement Show. I am out of here.